On Shabbat, we are given an expanded spiritual capacity known as the Neshama Yaseira, which doesn't really mean an extra Neshama, an extra soul. Neshama Yaseira literally means expanded Neshama, that we have the capacity uh, to, to experience things spiritually on Shabbat that we don't have during the week, and that's an expanded capacity given to us uh, almost as a gift by Hashem. We're introduced to the, to the idea back on Daf Tetzayin and Aleph in Masech Tabetzah, where Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish said, Neshama Yetera notena Kodesh Boruchu ba'adam Erev Shabbos. Neshama Yetera, this extra dimension of Neshama Hashem gives us Erev Shabbos, before Shabbos comes in, Ulamotzei Shabbat notli notohemenu, and he takes it away from us again after Shabbos. Shneemar Shabbat vayinafash, as it says in the Pasuk, Hashem rested vayinafash, and Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish learns that, as Kivan Sheshavat Vai Avda Nefesh. So it's Vai Vai Nefesh. The word Vayinafash, if one thinks of it more phonetically, is Vai Oivei, my Nefesh. What's happened to my Nefesh? I've lost something. And on Motsa Shabbos, we, we do feel a, a sense of loss, and we're meant to sen- sense a sense of loss, that we had a capacity on Shabbos which we lose during the week. The purpose of this Neshama Yaseira and how it works is not necessarily needs to be understood on a deeply esoteric or Kabbalistic level. Rashi explains it very very clearly as Rochav Lev. It's a breath kite, a, a, a breath of being, a breath of mind. And that, this enables us to enjoy Menucha and Simcha, <coughs> not to be worried about every little thing, but to really enjoy the Simcha and the Menucha, the, the rest of Shabbos. And to be open-minded and to think openly and to be able to think expansively. This is something we can do on Shabbos. We're not restricted. There are not limitations in our paradigms of thought and being on Shabbos. And you're able to engage in, in meals that are bigger than usual and, and, and drink more than usual and not be put off by that, but find that all very pleasurable. The interesting question is, do we have an Ashoma Yaseira on Yom Tif as well? Is this a uniquely Shabbos experience or is it a, an experience on Yom Tif as well? And uh, in that really lies a deeper understanding of what the Neshama Yaseira is and how to access it. The Rashbam says in Psachim Daf Kuf Beis Amud Beis, Shari Gambi Yom Tov Yesh Lanu Neshama Yaseira The reason why when talking about the order of Kiddush and Havdalah on a Shabbos that leads into a Yom Tov, the Gemara there in Psachim <coughs> does not talk about the Bracha of Basamim. It talks about all the other Havdolah Brachas, but not the Bracha of Basamim. The reason is because Basamim is to comfort us uh, as we lose our Neshama Yasera, to uplift us as we feel that loss of Neshama Yasera. And it ties into the Shir that I gave in Shul yesterday on the on the month of Marcheshvan and the power of smell. Smell is the particular sense that according to the Sefer Yetzirah is attached to the month of Cheshvan and that smell allows us to sense that which cannot be seen, which cannot be heard, which cannot be touched, which cannot be tasted, something which is totally intangible. Smell allows us to sense it and so as Shabbos goes out and we lose our Neshama Yetzirah, we trigger our sense of smell so that even though the Neshama Yetzirah has gone, during the week, we can smell it. We can still relate to it. We can still feel its presence, although it's no longer with us. 
Um, and that's why we use besomim, the spices, on, uh, when we make avdol on Shabbos, on Motzei Shabbat. Uh, but when Motzei Shabbat leads into a yomtif, then the Shoma Yaseiru stays with us, says the Rashbab. And therefore you don't need to make Borimenei Besamim on in Havdalah on a Shabbos leading into a Yom Tov, and that's what we practice. The Tosfot there on, in Psachim, Daf Kufbez, objects to that and says if that were the case, we would have to say Borimenei Besamim at the end of Yom Tov, and we don't do that. So it's interesting, you'll notice how the, the, the Tosfot and the Rash, Rashbam, the Rishonim, are working out the nature and the and the limitations, the boundaries of this neshama yitera from halachic practice, not from kabbalistic sources. And this is an important understanding of, of Talmudic methodology. Um, that yes, the, the Kabbalah talks a lot about the neshama yitera, the Zohar, and others talk about it. But that's not where we go to figure this out. We go to figure this out by halachic practice. And halachic practice says that we don't use besamim at the end of Shabbos when it leads into a yom tif, nor do we use besamim at the end of yom tif. And therefore, there cannot possibly be a, a neshama yaseira and this additional dimension of neshama on Yom Tov, says Tosfot, in which case the question comes back, so why then do we uh, not make besamim when Shabbat goes into Yom Tov? Because we're losing on neshama yaseira. We have this capacity on Shabbos, we don't have it on Yom Tov. And Tosfot says that although we don't have a neshama yaseira on Yom Tov, we lose that capacity, that's true, but we don't need besamim to make up for it because we have a, a Yom Tif meal. We're moving right into a Yom Tif meal with delicious flavors and fr- fragrances and company and wine, and we're uplifted by the meal, and we don't need Besomim. Not because the Neshoma Yesera isn't being lost at that moment. It is being lost, but we're being comforted by the by the uh, incoming of Yom Tif and everything that is around it so that we don't need this, the, the Besomim. And our Tosfus on, on Beit Daf Lamed Gimel, on our Daf, goes through the same reasoning more expansively and comes to the same conclusion um, as Tosfus does in, in Psochim, because in the case of, of our Gomorrah, Rav, uh, Rav, uh, Rav Abba Rav Ada and Rabin Bar Rav Ada, two brothers, sons of Rav Ada, who studied with Rav Yehuda and, and said that on that he used to give them to, to smell various spices that he broke off from a tree that was not in in the ground um it was already detached from the ground but he would break a branch off and the Gomorrah learns from there um various things but which don't concern us right now what does concern us sisters is clearly we were not worried about him breaking off a branch to use for besomim so why do we not use besomim when Matzah Shabbos goes into a Yom Tov? And he goes through the various different reasons, comes out with the same conclusion. We lose the Neshama Yaseira after Shabbos, even if it goes into a Yom Tov, but we don't need besomim because the Yom Tov itself uplifts us. Uh, the What's interesting in this whole idea is a piece of Orachaim um, in, in Shemot chapter Lamed Aleph, where the Orachaim says, the very reason for which so many activities are forbidden on Shabbos is because those activities and any form of suffering, any one of those activities, can disgust the neshama from, from dwelling inside a person on Shabbos. 
that neshama yisera cannot exist comfortably in a human being if he is doing the melachot. And that will explain, says the Orachim, why the laws of Shabbat are tied to thought. It's melechet machshevet, melachot that entail thought, design, planning, intended outcome. Those are the melachot that are forbidden. And the Rechaim says, it's actually the thought that's prohibited. Yes, Hashem prohibits the actions because the actions draw our minds. They distract our minds. They draw us into another space of being. And Hashem wants our mind to be in the space of Shabbat because if our minds aren't in the space of Shabbat, we can't access the Neshama Yaseira. We can't access this extra dimension. <coughs> we shouldn't think that the Neshama Yaseira, this extra dimension of spirituality, we have automatically, that you just keep Shabbos and, then you, and you've got it. It needs some work. It needs some investment. Firstly, we have to be keeping Shabbat. We have to be sure that we're not doing any of the Malachot. And we have to be focused on, on what Shabbat is. And therefore, even to speak in the way that we speak on, on weekdays is not allowed. As we discussed a few days ago. That the, um, even the way we speak on Shabbat has to be different. Because what's important is, where is your mind? Where are your thoughts? And so the Torah restricts our movement, restricts our actions, even restricts our speech to make sure that our thought is focused because you can't focus thought without uh, while you're doing all sorts of different things and while you're speaking in all sorts of different ways it's it, the restriction of action sitting still and quietly and focusedly and focusing on on Torah and on mitzvot and on Kedusha um, being able to be in that space that enables the Neshama Yaseru to operate but without it it wouldn't operate now, if you'll remember, just a few days ago on Daf Kafchet, uh, we had the case of the Magid Mishnah on that Matmonim Shu. We were talking about the differences between Shabbos and Yom Tov. And really, people often think that uh, Yom Tov is, is similar to Shabbos. You're not allowed to do a whole lot of things on Shabbos. You're not allowed to do the same things on Yom Tov. Just that Yom Tov is a little bit lighter because there's some things you are allowed to do, like cooking and carrying. Um, and so Yom Tov is just a lighter version of Shabbos. And we learned in the Magid Mishnah back in the in the Rambam in Hilchus Yom Tov Perik Aleph Halacha that that's not so at all. That the very foundation of the things you're not allowed to do on Shabbat and the things you're not allowed to do on Yom Tov are entirely different. The foundation of what you're not allowed to do on Yom Tov is Melechet Avodah. The Magid Mishnah says those activities which one would normally hire an employee or a servant to do. Those are the things we can't do on Yom Tov. And the purpose is to remind us that once we had to do those work, that work, and now we are free. And it's Zechel Etziat Mitzrayim, which is part of what Yom Tov is about. Uh, the remembering that we've come out of, the, out of Egypt and, and are no longer slaves, we have our freedom. That's Melechet Avodah, which is prohibited on Yom Tov. On Shabbos, the foundation of the forbidden activities is not Melechet Avodah. It's not labor. It's not those jobs that, that would normally an employee would do. It's melechet machshevet. It's work that takes your mind off where you should have your mind. That being the case, it's really interesting because then melechet machshevet applies to Shabbat but not to Yom Tov. And what did the Orachayim tell us? The Orachayim told us that melechet machshevet is the way we develop and nurture and, and protect the Neshama Yisera. And if we had a Neshama Yisera on, on the Yom Tov, then we would have to forbid Melechet Machshevet on Yom Tov as well. 
But since we learned that Melechet Machshevet is not what is forbidden on Yom Tov, it's something else entirely. It's Melechet Avodah. Clearly the Torah is not worried about preserving the Neshoma Yaseira on Yom Tov, and therefore doesn't need to give us the prohibition of Melechet Machshevet. Once again affirming the view of Tosfot, um, that, Melech, that, that Neshoma Yaseira is with us on Shabbat, but not with us on Yom Tov. We see from there how careful we have to be with Shabbat. And it's not, Shabbat is not just about not doing anything wrong. It's not about a list of do's and don'ts. Shabbat is really about where your mind is, where your thoughts are. Because if, where your mind and your thoughts are, that's where your soul follows. We can't control our souls. Our souls follow. Our souls follow where we, what we're thinking. Our souls follow, and what we're thinking follows what we're doing. So the Torah directs our activities so as to focus and direct our mind so as in turn to bring our neshama into the place that it needs to be in order to function in a way that is full and wholesome uh, and, and a way in which we can serve Hashem with that fullness.